Yeah, 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 JT. You said you a little scared, buddy. Uh, uh, you know, like a little. <laughs> uh, so it's it's Halloween. It's got to be Halloween tomorrow. This this is coming out the day before Halloween, and so we didn't tell anybody what we were doing this week. We're doing spooky movies. We're doing horror movies. And anybody who's a a devout listener, of which we know all of you are. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy is so pumped right now to talk about movies that he genuinely refuses to watch. So, because we're a family here at the Lo-Fi Top 5, I thought it would make the most sense to make a call to the bullpen. That's a good reference because we're in the middle of the World Series. It's topical. I'm a dad. That's a joke. You're welcome. So in order to make this conversation a little easier, I thought we'd bring in the person that I know who knows the most about this genre. So we're going to introduce everybody for the first time on the pod, Lacey, my sister. Hi, everybody. So nice to be here. Hi, Lacey. Hi, Jer. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm excited <laughs> to talk about movies that you hate. I'm excited to listen to you talk about movies that I hate. Yeah. This is Jeremy's Perfect. dream because he didn't have to do any prep work. He just gets to stroll in. He just gets and just to listen. skate by today. It's Are perfect. you trying to imply you don't think I've made any kind of list unprompted with no idea what I might have made a list about, JT? Is that what you're trying to say right now? I, I would go the opposite, which is that I'm sure we've because we've not prepped at all that you've got something that's going to happen throughout this episode that's going to be delightful and surprising that I'm going to hate editing because that's like our favorite thing to do. No, I don't. I don't think I went that way. I just, I just have, I have fun hello, shenanigans may ensue. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. We love a good shenanigans. Well, we're starting shenanigans early because my sister, who I love, one of my favorite people on the planet, has come to this with paperwork. That's and right. I think got, that's great. I've got all my papers right here, guys. So I hope everybody's ready. Thanks, Lacey. Written. By the way. Uh, when we're done with the episode, would you do, my, do me a favor? Can you uh, fax them over to me so I can put absolutely, them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'll go ahead and plug into my dial-up and get them right over to you. That's great. And then I'll mimeograph them locally and I'll have a backup copy. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds, go ahead and get like them you. right on that floppy disk if you can. That's yeah. the way to go. Great. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, so Lacey uh, is my sister and we love her already, um, but also is a listener of the podcast. So we're we're going to jump right into it because... This, this week was, so I did horror, and I have no idea where this is going to go. Jeremy, what's up? Well, I think people should know. If you did not, there's only been like one episode where we talked about it. I just want to do a very brief how we got to here. And that's, that's as simple as this. Basically, very, very young Jeremy saw the movie Poltergeist in a very scary environment with strange people, no family around and basically didn't sleep for weeks and thus endeth the horror run the horror movies run for for moi so when we had to do the halloween thing i think i think knowing that that whatever you guys are about to do i'm just straight up shawshanking poltergeist as the worst <laughs> horror movie to show a child of all time but were you also like in the woods in a cabin with a bunch of like not like your best friends, like just people you didn't know that well. Isn't that the story? Or am I close? 
You're, you're decently close. I wasn't in the woods, nor a cabin. I was in the hotel. It's way uh, better if you were. In my head, you were in the woods. I'm with yeah, you on woods. this one. <laughs> I'm in a hotel in the woods. There you go. That's better. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It was a dark and stormy night. I love this. <laughs> it actually was a rainy night. I do remember that data point. <laughs> That's the That's worst an time to watch this movie. And I'm with teenagers, and I, I can't promise you I'm either eight or 10. Whatever it is, the people I'm with are two to three to four years older than me. Sure. So for them, it's half, let's watch this Poltergeist movie, and half, let's torment this young child who's near us and make him watch this Poltergeist movie. And all that adult Jeremy can't figure out is why didn't young Jeremy just leave the room and go see his mom? Yeah. So wait, Jeremy, how old was young Jeremy at this point, though? Somewhere in that eight to 10 range. No, I, okay. I have a hunch that, that that me would, the only thing worse than watching this horror movie was leaving the room to go see my mother to mm. not watch the horror movie. I think that's probably the low point. I was going to say, Got there's it. no doubt why you didn't leave that room because as, as someone who was an eight-year-old boy, the idea of leaving like your big brothers or whatever, like because you were too scared, I would sit, through, I would sit and suffer. I would sit and suffer for sure. Fair enough. So but, that, that's probably it. All right. Yeah. Well, now for your lists. Yeah. So let's get into it. So let's go for the Shawshank. Lacey, I'm going to assume you have one. I sure do. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah, let's go. You start. All right. So we're in 1982. Okay. Directed by Toby Hooper. Love it. With Craig T. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams. Okay. And my, not technically five words, but you'll see a little bit of a theme in some of my five words um but my hint words are go into the light okay jeremy do you want to guess what this is i i need no guessing <laughs> although when you said 82 i thought you might have gotten down a different direction because there was something i had sort of earmarked for that but uh no 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 clue over here jt do you know wait are you being serious no i'm jeremy, not jeremy really yeah, no, I know exactly what this is. I know it. I knew it immediately. It's, after the after eighty two, there was another movie I thought you were about to about to go down. But when you went to Toby Hooper, that was no, about that. Jeremy, I want you to have this. You should tell us what you think the Shawshank is. This this is Poltergeist. It's Poltergeist. <laughs> JT, I'm, I'm going to ask right now. Did you guys set this whole thing up to spend the next hour making Poltergeist references just to freak me out for an hour? Is that the whole point? Yes, it is. A little bit, welcome. maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it was my inspiration. Maybe you were my inspiration, Jer, because I, I did, I did earmark that episode when I heard you say how much you hated Poltergeist. And in that moment, I said to myself, but that's my horror movie. Shawshank is Poltergeist. That uh, is what defines the category. It is the most rewatchable and terrifying every single time you say it. And I have to say, I believe I was in about the same age range as you were when you first saw it. I wanna say I was in fourth or fifth grade the first time I ever saw Poltergeist at a sleepover. Wow. In the woods? I know, I was, listen, my mother will tell you, kids didn't wanna watch movies with me when I was younger <laughs> because I wanted to watch ghosts and scary stuff. And you know, most other kids wanted to watch Aladdin and that wasn't my jam. I was like, let's watch unsolved mysteries and use a Ouija board. And they were like, yeah, that's <laughs> not really what we want to do. So Poltergeist was one of the first scary movies that I ever saw. Um, I remember it watching it at a childhood friend's house at night in the dark, of course. And 
you know, in that era still where fuzzy TV existed, that's not a thing that a lot of kids know about, but, um, the fuzzy TV was still a thing at that time. And I'm pretty sure until fuzzy TV was no longer a thing, the fuzzy TV terrified me because all I could think was that the TV people were going to come out of the TV and, and that was it. But this, for me, this movie is just iconic. It is every childhood fear that any kid has. The evil clown, who is also a doll in your room and comes to life at night. You've got the closet, which ends up being a portal to the other side where the TV people come out of and everything gets sucked in. Every kid is terrified of that. The chairs that are moving and stacking on their own. But I mean, you also have to look at the comedic aspects of it where, you know, you've got these parents who've strapped a helmet on their little kid and they're letting the ghost slide or across the floor just to verify their own nature that yes there actually are ghosts in this house and i have a feeling i have a feeling jeremy didn't think any of this movie was funny i don't think he did (laughs) no i I don't like any of those things i don't like hallways i don't like chicken and rice i don't like swimming pools i don't like trees oh the swimming pools the swimming pools is the best part when the sister is in the swimming pool and there's just bodies everywhere and there's water and she can't get out and she's scrambling and the dad realizes what happens and i mean listen craig t nelson has one of the best performances when he finally meets up with the developer or the builder whoever it is and he's yelling at them and he's he's like you moved the cemetery but you only moved the headstones didn't you you left the bodies and and that moment the bodies are literally coming out from the pool that they're building in their suburban dreamland all right Lacey. american burial ground Jeremy, i've had enough of this can't go wrong. i'm i'm i you know what it's we we tech we technically have a rule ac and i was letting you go we technically have a rule about not talking about the shawshank but I was enjoying you having so much fun with Polar Grace until now. And now, and now I'm invoking the Shawshank just so that I don't have to hear you talk about Poltergeist anymore. All right. That that's two votes for for this as a Shawshank, and I had a feeling that there was going to be at least one, and I thought it might be two. I actually have a different one that I'll fly through. So mine is from May of 1922. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my five words that I will give you are it's the greatest storyline ever stolen this is, is a it, deep is cut it, is it Nosferatu? this is yeah, the, ori- that was the just original about to say. have you so, seen it jt i've seen it multiple times so this the, the 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 like i love the origin story of this and the reason that i don't want to talk about it because i do think it's a shawshank i think this set the stage for horror movies forever like just the the way cinematically what this did and the fact that it was like stolen from dracula but not exactly dracula there's a really cool origin story about what happened to this film because it actually got like because of the lawsuit like they had to kill all the originals so the Mm -hmm. fact that this thing still exists is like a neat thing i think it's like paramount to the to the industry i think it is the shawshank i think it set the stage for everything that happened thereafter so i'm going to submit it i also don't think it's going to be on anybody's list because it's not a particularly fun movie to watch unless you're like a film nerd so it is great though I think it's great. I watch, I probably it watch it like every like 10 years around Halloween. I'll be like, a, well, I should watch Nosferatu again. And so I do. You know what? I, 
I actually in my pong, actually, I'll talk a little bit about but when we get to pong, but I do have a movie in my pong that has a little node to Nosferatu that a lot of people probably don't know about, which is um, extra interesting since you brought that as your Shawshank. I dig it. All right. So that means that we should get into the top five, Jeremy. Uh, you are you're riding shotgun this week. You get to play along if you want. You get to ask questions if you want. This is kind of a different format, but uh, I'm excited. I have no idea whose turn it is. I do not have the Trello board up. I'm just going to let Lacey go because she's my sister. <laughs> okay. So I've got my number five on the list. We're in 1990, directed right. by Rob Reiner, James Kahn, and Kathy Bates. Sure. And my five words is a quote from the movie, and that is, Misery Chastain cannot be dead. Yeah, it was misery. Yeah. Yeah. Misery. I've seen this one. Yes. I've seen this one. So um, I was honestly around the same age I was when I saw Poltergeist when I first saw uh, Misery. And I think for me, this was like, this was the first time I feel like I ever really understood and truly felt suspense in a movie that like deeply affected me to the point of like, my heart was racing just as much as James Conn's was, you know, there is moments in this movie that, you know, I have to say, I'm pretty sure I only saw it maybe once or twice. But there are distinct scenes in this movie that are burned into my brain forever that just the thought of makes me like, I cringe, like it makes me cringe. And you just you can't get any better than that. That's that's what for me, that's what I want out of a horror movie. Because it's not even like the this isn't that bloody, gutsy, gory horror. This is that true get in your head and stick with you. Listen, God knows how many years ago it was that I saw it, that it's still burned into my brain and essentially scarred me for life. And that's, you know, that's what a good scary movie does. And those are your favorite kind of movies. So Jeremy, exactly. what was your relationship with this movie? Fan, not fan? Uh, enjoyed the movie. So for context, at this point had read, I mean, even to this, uh, there are only about five Stephen King books I haven't read. So right. I was familiar with the original, which if neither of you, are uh, either of you familiar with the book? I'm not. But you've seen the movie, JT? Oh, yeah. So you know the scene with the sledgehammer? Sure do. Mm. Yeah, that's a scene with an axe. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's oh. worse. Oh, it's a little worse. <laughs> really? I don't, feel like it's, I don't know if it's worse. It's worse. It, I don't it's, think it's... Well, it's I don't a know. more the, permanent. Yeah, I guess it's more permanent, but I don't know. To me, oh, there's something about that sledgehammer and that <gasps> block of wood that is just that's the scene that's the one it scarred me forever i can't like oh it makes me ugh, i can't i can't <laughs> yeah this movie i'm guessing neither of you saw this in theaters this no. Is like no what was that 90 92 which 90 yeah 90 so, i don't know i don't think i saw it in theaters because that i probably wouldn't have done that but i definitely saw it in those early early 90s uh this was a this was a pretty popular movie this was Kathy Bates' real vehicle to like A-list, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and this is right when everybody's talking about adapting more Stephen King stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's interesting because I remember at the time this was huge. I don't know how much it holds up. I'm very curious if it's like 
good now. I was just thinking the same thing because the thing is, is that I, so I had this in Pong because it's kind of a, it was an obvious one for me. Again, not highly rewatchable. I think I've seen it twice mm-hmm. and I would bet it's probably suffers from pacing problems. I bet it's slow now. Do you guys like, so, so first horror movie questions for you, for you. Mm-hmm. Do you want, once, once a thing has happened in a movie, whether that's like, a gross out thing, a freak out moment, you're super scared and jump scare, whatever. Do you sort of want more of it? Like, do you want to see it again? Are you done with it? Once was enough? Like, how does that play out for you guys? Because for me, it's like, I never need to see that thing again, but I'm sure it's different. You know, I think for me, it depends on the movie. There are movies, like for me, Misery, that scene, whether it be a sledgehammer or an ax, once was enough for me. Once was enough. I would, if I were to rewatch it, I would close my eyes. I mean, I rewatched the trailer the other night and in the trailer, they have like the lead up to that particular scene. Right. And I like instinctively like flinched and I closed my eyes when like, I know what's going to happen, but then I don't know because there, you know, there are other movies, which we'll I think I to. could rewatch it again and again. You're right. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that this one too, for me was it was more psychological it was more that it got into my head than the goriness of it and maybe that's the sledgehammer versus the axe you could maybe say the movie adaptation of it maybe if i read it in the book which now i'm curious to read the book but um maybe if i read it in the book i would feel a little bit differently i don't know it's a good question yeah i think it's for me it's it has a lot to do with the director um which i I found this like my list went in a really weird way which we'll get to but like for me, it, it's almost exclusively tied to how the story is being told. So like jump scares for jump scare stake or like gore for gore sake has never been a thing for me. Lacey knows this better than most. I have a weird laughing thing that happens in really weird moments in movies like that. Like I just giggle incessantly. I don't know if it's out of uncomfort or what, but like the stuff that I came to the most are ones that I would rewatch and they tend to be more narrative driven than they are like epically shaky, scary, whatever driven, if that makes sense. Got it. All right. So I'm going to go, and this is my, like, I don't know. It's, I had a weird time frame that I wound up going to. Like I went to two very specific time frames. So I'm going to start on June 12th of 1968. Uh, I am going to give you the Metacritic just because it's out of this world high. It's a 96. Um, I'll give you Ralph Bellamy and I'll give you the main Mia Farrow. Jeremy probably knows what this is already. I knew it from the genre and year. <laughs> okay, fair enough. The five words I'll give you are apartment building of bad ideas. Anything? Ooh. What was the year again? 1968. It's a very famous, it's like, it's kind of an, it's a little bit of a layup, if I'm being honest. But I had oh, to use you it. you got me. Jer? I'm assuming this is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It is not. Oh. This is Rosemary's Baby. Uh, oh. Yeah, I didn't see that. So, no, good you choice, shouldn't. Good choice. You shouldn't. So, uh, this is Polanski, and uh, kind of felt the need to have Polanski on it. Uh, I had this movie written down very quickly, and I was like, probably not going to make my top five, but I should have it written down. And then the more I went through and found other movies and put my list together, I kept coming back to this one. And I'm like, this movie has all the messed up things, like Mm -hmm. all of them. 
Mm-hmm. It has witches. It has Satan. It has covenants. It's got murder. There's some rape involved. Mm-hmm. Is this the one with Damien? No. No. Is this the one? This is not the one with the pea, shoot, pea soup vomit. No. Nope. No. No, that's the exorcist. This mm-hmm. is is this the one where the babies the the anti the antichrist ding ding ding, 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 ding. Yeah. do we see do we see the baby oh you do mm-hmm. is but it awful? It's, no the baby is not the problem so the the <laughs> the the storyline the reason I like this is very, but okay so what I actually wrote down da- wrote down is this is like the most Polanski Polanski right so he like has found a way to make every dark twisted pervasive scary terrible thing happen in this building. Right. So there's this woman and she's married to a guy and the guy's kind of a piece of garbage who wants to have this acting career. And he makes listen, it's from 1968. Spoiler alert. He makes a deal with the devil and she (laughs) winds up getting pregnant with Satan's kids so that he can have a successful career. But what's what I love about this movie is the cast of characters in the covenant is nuts. Like there's this old lady that always makes me laugh. Again, I laugh at inappropriate times in scary movies who like you know, when they were getting, when they were going to be in the, um, they were trying to get into this apartment building and she's like, I was going to tell them that you had drug addicts and what did she call litter bugs? But instead I said, you'd be perfect tenants. Like there's just all this like turned up to 11 nonsense that lives in Polanski's head. Um, But it's also like proper creepy. Like there's a bunch of really proper creepy moments in this movie and it keeps one upping, which is the thing that I actually love when horror movies do it. Like when it's like, that's bad. That's worse. Oh my God, that's worse. Oh my God, it's worse. Like, I like that buildup. Like, it always kind of makes me laugh and I, I enjoy it. And this movie just keeps getting weirder and weirder and stranger and worser. And then it's just like the payoff is really strange because the end is kind of like, I guess she's going to be Satan's mom. Fade to black. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's just how it ends. And there's you see no- that, Lacey? Yes. And that is the perfect description of the ending because it is one of those endings of a movie. I feel like most horror movies kind of wrap it up a little bit in the end, unless they intend on doing a sequel. But this is one of those where they just went, well, there it is. You've got it. And choose your own adventure for the rest of this child's life. (laughs) The baby is going to be Satan. Oh, the baby is Satan. Literally the last Mm -hmm. scene. The last scene is the mother, the uncle tells the like appeals to the mother's motherhood nature and says, this is still your kid. You should take care of it. So the last scene is Mia Farrow singing this horrible lullaby to her kid as she rocks him to sleep. And then it just fades out. And then there's this big castle where the covenant people live. The end. And they never go back to it. A lot of those lullabies are actually kind of terrifying if you listen to the words. All of them are. Every single one of them is terrifying. So, yeah. JT and Lacey, you can answer this too. I don't know if you've seen it, but we we talked about Chinatown, also by Polanski, Polanski. several months back. Which is actually the more terrifying ending? Chinatown. Chinatown or Rosemary's Baby? Chinatown. Okay. Chinatown. Because Chinatown can happen. Rosemary's Baby is like a, that's a Satan baby. It's like, ah, that's weird. Chinatown is like a thing that could occur. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, agreed. Far more terrifying. Agreed. All right, LJ, you're up. All right, so... I um, struggled with where to put this next one on my uh, top five, but I knew when uh, you called me about this, that it was a hundred percent going into my top five. It's 2003. 
Uh, I'm not, I don't want to give you the director because that's a dead giveaway as soon as I do. So um, for our actors, we've got Sid Haig and well, this is a giveaway too, but Sherry Moon Zombie. And for my five words, the quote I have from the movie is, howdy folks, you like blood? <laughs> JT, Jeremy, I know this is not anywhere on your realm of existence, but JT, I'm assuming... You probably know what I'm talking about here. So JT, so, did you recognize that cast member name that I still, I, I don't you, know that. Well, so you're missing the last word, which is zombie, which is the dead mm -hmm. giveaway. And if you know anything about my sister, you know that Rob Zombie is, plays a, is, is a big character Everything. in her life in general. <laughs> um, the thing that I do, so here's my problem. I know, I knew that he'd be on the list. I yeah. thought he might be on the list more than once. I, mm -hmm. I'm not good with his timeline because the first, I think the first thing he did was house of a thousand corpses. And I think that would work for two. Is it, is it house of a thousand? Corpses? It's house of a thousand corpses. Yes, it is. I feel good about myself. So go you, on. You do, you do good. Bravo. So this was Rob Zombie's uh, first major motion picture. Um, I actually personally was introduced to this movie in 2001. So it's full two years before it was released. Um, Rob Zombie played a preview of the movie and multiple deleted scenes um, when he performed at the Merry Mayhem tour with Ozzy Osbourne, which I was at that year. Um, and I was hooked from that. And at that point, the you know, he came on and said, listen, I made this movie. It's so great. I'm going to show you guys. And I've been rejected by X number of anyone. No one. He had, I want to say it was Lionsgate. I can't remember exactly what it was. He had the movie signed. And when the, uh, when they saw it, they went, yeah, no, not happening. We're not, this is too, it's too much. You've pushed the envelope too far and we're not releasing it. Um, which is interesting if you've seen the movie which i know jeremy has not um because even the what did get released i mean it it hard pushes the envelope of what the imagination wants to take in and you know it's inspired by texas chainsaw massacre and the hills have eyes which are two super twisted movies on their own so to imagine that those two movies then had a baby in the mind of Rob Zombie, whose entire world is all about pushing the envelope, uh, really tells you where he kind of kind of took it. Now, Jared, this is one I would go ahead and recommend you never see ever in your entire life. Just no worries. No, You're, don't yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> advice, advice heathen. You got it. I was going to tonight, but now I won't. Okay, no, good, good. good. I happen. want you to get some rest. So okay. that's good. Um, the, I, so I knew this would be on the list. I, I, I was stuck between two. So I've seen all the zombie stuff because of my sister. Um, and I like it. Like it's, this one's rough. Like everybody yeah. talks about it as far as like clowns. Nay, nope. nay, nay, nope. nay. Like if this is, this is, what's his name? It's Captain Spaulding. Captain is, Spaulding. Yeah. Is way worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, like an order of magnitude worse than, yeah. than it. Uh, I thought you might pick a different one, but I knew that I knew that Rob Zombie would be here and I'm glad that he is. You know, I, I tried to keep it. Listen, I could make a top five of all Rob Zombie's films. So I tried to pick my ultimate favorite um, in my head. This man can do no wrong. He is a musical 
and creative genius who really, I mean, pushing the envelope is an understatement for the stuff that he puts out, even in his musical performances. Um, I've seen him perform a magnitude of times in my life and uh, entertaining. I mean, it's, is an understatement. He's great. And this movie also, which I think is like really entertaining is Dwight Schrute is in Dwight Schrute is in House of a Thousand Corpses if we're, you know, sure going is. for that office reference, which I think a lot of people would never picture him in a horror movie. But, you know, he did a good job. He did. Great. <laughs> uh, so I will give you one controversial opinion and then we will move on to mine. Uh, okay. I think Lords of Salem is a better actual film. You know, I agree. I, I agree and I disagree. I mean... I don't know. I think for me, House of a Thousand Corpses, why it made the list versus Lords of Salem um, is that it was the first. It well, was the first time that we saw him playing with how far can I go and how into people's heads can I get to the point that they'll love it and they'll come back for more versus I went too far and now I'm done. Nobody wants to see my stuff anymore because I pushed the envelope too far. Yeah, I, I think the from a purely movie standpoint, like as a fan of his, I imagine mm -hmm. everybody would be House of a Thousand Corpses. As a movie right. guy who likes him because you like him, he's a better storyteller by the time he puts Lords of Salem together. Agreed. And it's, it's a Agreed. tighter story agree. and a better movie. Uh, all right, let's go. Um, I'm going to get the other boring. It's not boring, but I'm going to get the other one out, out of the way. So September 8th, 1960. Uh, this was a 97. I'm bringing that up again just because it's so high. This cast is a bummer if I give you anybody meaningful, but I'll give you meaningful people. It doesn't matter. Anthony Perkins uh, and Vera Miles. And I thought one of you was, was going to Shawshank this one. I thought about it. So the, the five words will be unlucky stop, unluckier bathroom routine. Never seen it, by the way. Never seen it. You've never seen this? No. Okay. Do you know what this is, Laser? No. No, unlucky stop, unlucky or bathroom, bathroom routine. That's the big. That's the big tip. Jer, help her out. And movie in the nineteen sixties. It's in black and white, and there's a famous scene that takes place in a part of a bathroom. Oh, are we talking about Psycho? We're talking about Psycho. Yeah. All right. We're, oh, okay, we're talking this about isn't Psycho. Boring. Well, it's a boring pick because again, like, it's listen, starting Polanski Hitchcock in a horror thing is kind of like. Uh. Ugh. But no, I don't feel like it's boring at all. I actually love this pick. This was this. I floated this around um, in mine, too, and then was like, oh, but it's not to me. It's not the scariest Hitchcock, but it is. It's not. I agree. That's not, actually part of my part of my notes. So here's what happened. I have a Jeremy story of this up the street was there's uh, my, my friend up the street had an older brother and his older brother and his friend they were five years older than us used to do horrible things to us. One mm -hmm. of which would be, hey, let's watch this movie. It's fun and not give us context. And they did it a lot. This is the one where, and also his little brother, God bless Robbie, you're a good kid. But like he was the can't sleep over at people's houses, gets mm -hmm. car sick. He was that friend, the mm -hmm. sweetest kid on the planet. But his older brother and it was Andrew and Will were a nightmare to us. And we watched this movie with them. And again, I think Jeremy, same thing that happened to you. I couldn't leave the room because I couldn't, I couldn't bear leaving. Couldn't go home, right? But when I tell you that I was nine, maybe eight, like eight-year-old, nine-year-old JT was a bass kid for a good couple weeks. Like hard stop, really was. Like had to keep the door open in the bathroom. Couldn't close the mm -hmm. shower curtain. 
And like now looking back at it, it's not my favorite Hitchcock work. It's not even remotely his scariest. It's actually way late in his ethos. Like, cause he, he started making romantic comedies in like the 1920s that were silent films. So like his, his breath is nuts, but I, I was thinking about the birds, which I think is Lacey's probably least favorite because Lacey does not like birds. <laughs> sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially because of that movie. Uh, so I don't think it's his best, but personally for me, like kind of like you said, LJ, with misery, like e- even every once in a while, if you've got like a good shower curtain screech just because it pulls wrong, there's a part of my brain that goes, ee, 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 and like I could just, I put myself right back in it. Uh, so and more than anything else, looking through the rest of the stuff, and my list takes a very weird left-hand turn from here, but everything else was kind of like, I was toying with horror, suspense, and gore. And this one, I thought, encapsulates a good amount of each of those things without going over the edge of any one. And so I do think representative-wise, it's like a pretty good, like, yeah, that's a horror movie, and I feel good about it. It's I, I like the suspense I- parts. Those parts are okay. Yeah, I bet you do. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Jer's okay with those parts. <laughs> yeah. I to be honest, actually, it's it's probably the gore that is my biggest turnoff from, yeah. from horror movies. Mm-hmm. It's the that visceral grossness. Yeah, that's fair. Well, like you don't that's be some word. there's some stuff. There's some stuff that's not on my list today for that reason. Because I do think that there was a period of time where, and I don't want to say the movie in case Lacey has it, but like there's an era that was ushered after one particular film that just went into the how gross can we get away with being mm-hmm. that I didn't think served the purpose a lot. Like, I agree because it, to me too, when you get too far into the gore, it just becomes about the gore. It's not about the storytelling. It's not about the backstory. It's just about how gross out can we get people and that you know that as far as sticking with me it kind of horror movies will lose me a little bit because i'll see it oh it's gross okay yeah and then i'm done now if there's a great backstory to it like we were talking about before of if you see it once can you see it again if there's a good backstory you can give me gore until i'm blue in the face but if you're doing gore just to do gore it kind of flops it kind of loses its luster yeah that's fair all right let's keep moving yeah. All right. So I next am in 2013, Ooh. directed by James Wan with Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. And my quote from the movie for my five words is we've been called ghost hunters. Oh, wait. I will give year? you a, 2013. I, I know this only because of Patrick Wilson, I think. Is this The Conjuring? Yes, it is. All right, cool. So I've seen this movie once and remember thinking it was really good and it has spun off a bunch of new stuff, but I don't remember this movie a lot, which is why it's not anywhere on my list. So tell me why it's on yours. So uh, The Conjuring is great. It's the first in a series of spinoffs. Now, um, earmuffs, earmuffs, chair, earmuffs. Um, all of The Conjurings are actually based on true stories. So uh, this one is set in the late 1970s. You're with Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are actual people. Um, They were, like they said, ghost hunters. Um, The great thing for me about this is the backstory. They did, now I shouldn't say, it's 
terrifying. And I actually <laughs> rewatched it last month um, just because it happened to have been on Netflix and I was really excited to see it again. Um, and this one holds up for me. I mean, it, it messed me up even after rewatching it recently. I remember when I saw it, I saw it in the theaters. And at the time I lived alone in a third floor apartment. And I will say I slept with my lights on for weeks and I thought I was hearing stuff in my apartment. Like this one really, it really got into, it, it got under my skin. It got into my head. Um, the cool thing about this, I, one of the reasons I love it so much, it's got an amazing backstory. You get into this, you know, they're in this farmhouse. I've heard a lot of people say it's, comparable to the Amityville Amityville horror to me it's not so much um I can see where people see the um the similarities but for me the backstory in The Conjuring is really what gets you you get into this whole they go all the way back to one of the women who you know lived in the home the one that actually haunts the home or should I say the people who live in the home is um an ancestor to a Salem witch. So they go, I mean, they go really deep back all the way into this. And, you know, if anyone's looking for real estate in the Northeast, the actual uh, farmhouse from the, the true, the true story, not the farmhouse from the movie, the actual farmhouse that this is based on is in Rhode Island. And it's currently for sale. If anyone's got a cool 1.2 million or so hanging around, <laughs> you could purchase this wonderful farmhouse and live your haunted dreams to their fullest. There you go. Look at that. A plug. I love a good <laughs> plug. Uh, that's like the, uh, I was thinking that that little ends with like the uh, hollow notes jingle. You're making my dreams come true. Right. There you go. <laughs> yes. That's that's the end of the ad for that house. That's, that's how that goes. <laughs> the, the, so the only thing I remember about I remember it being creepy. Um, what I remember the most about this movie is how well acted it was. Patrick Wilson was amazing. Uh, Vera Farmiga was amazing. Ron Livingston is in this, and also Baby mm -hmm. Joey, Baby Joey King, who is like turned into like right. quite the actress herself. Uh, this is a great pick, and it's one that if I because I did do a little bit of like research the way I always do, like got all my stuff and then went and said, what did you miss? And during the, what did you miss? I saw the conjuring on a couple lists and I'm like, I don't remember that movie enough to talk about it, but I remember it being very good. So I love this pick. Awesome. All right. My next one is, so here we're taking a hard turn as far as timing. Uh, June 8th of 2018. I'll give you, it's tough. Millie Shapiro and I'll give you Tony Collette. I don't know if anybody's seen this. So this is a uh, loss unravels for family quickly. Jeremy, I know you haven't seen it. And Lacey, I don't know if you have. I don't I think I have. I guess based on the year and knowing a pretty prominent horror movie that came out that year. But that's it's, all I got. It's not the one you're thinking of. Okay. So I'll just tell you no. so we don't do the yeah, suspense thing. Have you seen Hereditary? I actually have not seen this one. Okay. So I'm not going to talk about it. Um, okay. because it's still new 2018 is still new enough. What I will tell you is this. So Tony Collette puts in a performance that is absolutely crazy. Uh, this movie is haunting even more so than horrifying. And Ari Aster, who's the director and writer, I think is going to be a monster. Uh, he did this. This is his first full length feature film. I actually considered using him in our 
most in our episode recently of like first time directors. Oh yeah. Uh, but I just I knew that you hadn't seen this, and it's so hard. It's so very specifically a horror film that like it probably wouldn't be a ton to talk about because I know you didn't see it. He followed this up immediately with Midsummer, which is another movie that I have not seen, mm-hmm. but I've heard amazing things about. Uh, I think he's the real deal. This is one of the only movies I've seen in recent history where I was like kind of creeped out for a couple days. I'm per- I've gotten good as I've gotten older. Like I can leave a theater no matter what the, the premise is. And it's like, it's done. Like once I walk out of the theater, it's kind of gone. I'll, it'll re- like ruminate. I'll think about it because I like the movie, but that's it. This one was like, there was a couple of like waking up and I'm like, I think I just had a nightmare. Mm. All right. I'm adding this one to my list then. I've seen... Um, I, it's come up before for me on like, you know, suggest recently watched suggestions and whatnot. Um, and I have yet to watch it, but I'm adding it to my list now. So I'm you gotta top see it. five. I'm interested. Lacey, I'll say this much for, for something I'll do in, in just a moment. Uh, when I was doing a teeny bit of research on my end, this movie comes up on lists. Really? Stuff. Yeah. Like I don't have, it, it comes up so often. I know how much I will never see it. But, <laughs> Well, then that yeah. just means that that's how much I have to see it. So right. now, it's like, it's, now it's on my list for this weekend. <laughs> it's rising on my anti-list at this point. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I want also anybody else who hasn't seen it. You know, like if you like horror movie, like if you like to like oof, Tony Collette's a monster in this movie, man. I couldn't believe how good she She's a great actress, but whoo boy performance. Let me tell you. All right. Go ahead. I'll jump. All right. So I'm in 1980 now. Directed by Stanley Kubrick. We've got Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall. And the quote I chose was, come play with us, Danny. And I'm pretty sure it's a dead giveaway for for both you guys. So can we we give this one to Jeremy? Come on, Jerry. I think you know this one. Oh, I I knew it from 1980. Uh, And again, haven't seen it. Have read it. Know tons about it. Probably could quote the movie pretty well, actually. It's one of those, like, it's so into the zeitgeist. But I have not seen The Shinning ever. Well, I mean, I really can't blame you. Um, This is another one of those for me. It's psychological. I mean, listen, there's all sorts of visual weirdness and terrifying scenes. And there's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, What makes this for me, though, truly terrifying is I have to give it up for Shelley Duvall. Her acting in this is really what made the movie for me. It's what made it terrifying. Just, you know, she, you know, I I think, you know, being a mom too, it's every mother's would be to any mother. It's every mom. I mean, I mean, any mother that watches horror movies is terrified. Like your kid sees ghosts. What, what do you do with that? How do you unpack that? And now you're up in the middle of nowhere in Colorado and your husband is literally losing his mind and the house, the hotel's haunted. I mean, it's, I mean, it's another one of those ones for you that just, it sticks with me. I can visualize so many amazing scenes from this movie um, that it absolutely a hundred percent always it's, it'll be on any, anyone's top. I feel like most people's top five, but forever in my top five. Um, Yeah. Can I ask a quick question in, in the real world as a mother, how many times do your kids have to tell you they're seeing ghosts before you would take them seriously? Uh, probably once really <laughs> once that's it for me yeah no i'm a believer man i'm in it like i'm fully in it it's not just a movie thing for me i'm here for it they exist they're here they're around 
my kid came home tomorrow and told me she saw somebody standing in the corner of her room. I'd be like, let's go. Do you need to sage it out? Let's sage it out. Make sure it's not bad. We're good. <laughs> All right. Let's so you're at one. Ouija board. Yeah. One. You got one. Okay. One and J- done. One and done. JT? Uh, it depends on, it depends on which kid. <laughs> Lennon, right after this podcast, Lennon comes to you is like, daddy, there, there's a man in the, uh, Lennon's a, Lennon's a good storyteller and she likes stuff like that. So I, I, I'd be like, I plus over under 10, I'd need to really hear it for, for a, a while. Once if Charlie said she saw something, she's nuts. I'd be like, she probably sees it. We got to go. We got to move, burn the house. It's time to leave. I think I'm on multiple kids or and or multiple days. I think it would take quite some time. I, I would be the dad in the movie where the audience <laughs> is yelling at him. <laughs> like, listen to your kids. I'd be like, it's ghosts. Come on. Right. And, uh, and meanwhile, Lacey and her whole family safe and we're all shredded into bits. Yeah, she's, she's got the, the craft circle with the salt. Yeah, Everybody's I'll send good. you some sage, Jared. I'll send you some sage. Just sage it out. It'll be fine. Uh, that's great. It's a great pick. It's in my pong. It was a, it was an, it's a, it's a great choice. It's a, it's also, a, it happens to be a really good movie. Even if you remove the horror stuff from it, like I actually yeah, think it's a great agreed. pick. How much would you say this one holds up by the way, guys? Like it would current would, would hold to current, uh, movies in general plods along a little bit for sure. Okay. I think it holds up pretty well though. I cool. think the the storyline holds up. I mean, I'll say right now I'm reading a book right now that essentially is, I mean, it's not it's not Stephen King and it's not, it's very different than the shining, but it is loosely based around that big hotel in the middle of nowhere, all the snow and the people get trapped. And I think for me that that is what instills the initial fear. And that's Mm. one of the things that's so great about that movie, about this movie, the shining we're talking about is because even if you go through halfway through and you're watching it and you're like, "Mm, I don't really know if these particular scenes hold up, if you go back to the reality of they're in the middle of the nowhere in the Colorado Rocky mountains in a snowstorm, they can't get to anything or anyone that right there just adds that terror right back in. Even if you lose it for a little while. Well said. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go. So this is, this is just where we live now. February 24th, 2017. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you Bradley Whitford and Lakeith Stanfield. And the words I will give you are when white people trap you. Bradley Whitford's in that, huh? Bradley Whitford's amazing in this. Hmm. I don't think you've seen it. Wasn't he Josh? Yeah, he's Josh from the West Wing. (laughs) Josh Lyman. Everybody everybody in the West Wing is forever known by their character name in the West Wing. (laughs) Well, they should be. Uh, So this was uh, Jordan Peele's Get Out. Oh, I haven't seen this. Oh boy! So it's on the list. Even I want to see this, Lacey. Like I heard so many good things about it. So this is on the list for two reasons. One, um, it was masterfully done. Like, period. Everything about this movie, every beat, every scene, the 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 pacing, the timing, the acting, the uh, the camera work. Like Jordan Peele's a master. Like it's really, really, really well done. The other reason is because I'm really excited about it. What what it did for the genre. Like this kind of opened the door again. And you'll see in my last pick and this pick, and then spoiler alert, my next one. Like we're in a really interesting time for movies like this. And I think Get Out's success, and then subsequently the the next movie he did, Us, is also success 
has pushed this into mainstream, where if you do it thoughtfully and you don't over grotesque, but you suspense the heck out of and scare the bejesus out of, you can really get away with it. And this also, no spoiler, but like big, huge reveal, like horror reveals are some of my favorite reveals, like, you know, to get that Kaiser Soze moment, but to get it in like a really terrifying way is super neat. Get Out is so good. It, and Daniel Kaluuya is amazing in this movie. It's so well done. Jeremy, I, this is a good enough movie that I would actually tell you you should watch it. No, that, that's why I, I want it. I've heard too many that it's just too good a movie to not watch. So, so good. It's so you good. Know, I need a 9 a.m. It'll be a 9 a.m. watch. This is a good rowing movie. You know? <laughs> just get your, get your workout in, have, have your mind somewhere else, and then give yourself the whole day to not think about it anymore. There you go. You know, it was funny because that actually came up on quite a few lists that I looked at when I went back and did my re-research to see if there was anything I missed. And I kept saying to myself, I, I hadn't even heard of it, to be honest. Oh. I was like, I've never even heard of this. What is this? And it came up on several lists. I was like, well, I might have to look into that. But now, now it's definitely going on my watch list. Yeah, you definitely got to see it. All right, round us out. What's your last one? for your All right. Class? So to end out, we're in 1973, directed by William Friedman with Linda Blair and Ellen Burstein. Yeah. And my quote is, I cast you out. I cast you out. This is The Exorcist. Yes, this is The yeah. Exorcist. Classic. You know, and like Jeremy even said, Miss, who doesn't even like horror? And he's talking about, is this the pea soup one? It's right. it, 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 this one. This is the pea soup one, The Exorcist. <laughs> This is the one that got um, people literally passing out in theaters. Yeah, it was actually banned in the UK for, I want to say, like, years. It actually was banned. There were people fainted and vomited in theaters. I mean, it was, there's a story about, there is, I don't know if it's a true story or not, but one of the, we'll call them horror rumors, um, is that they say a woman miscarried in the theater watching this movie in the 70s. And that I that mean. is what got it banned in the UK. Um, again, how much of that is true versus not, but I can see it. I mean, the, the visual of her face when she is possessed of Regan, this character that they've created, who really was just a 12-year-old girl. She read the book. She liked it. And she wanted to do the movie. And her mom even was like, you're sure you really want to do this? And she was like, yeah, it's great. And she listed off all the things we're not going to get into of <laughs> horrific things that happened in this movie that as it still it to me is, is astounding that a 12-year-old was able to act some of this stuff out and did it so wonderfully. I mean, such an amazing performance that it sticks with you even if you've never seen the movie. You cannot see the movie in that demon's face of, you know, of Linda Blair possessed is just the most terrifying thing you've ever seen. Yeah. For me, this is, I saw it in middle school and it is <laughs> uh, highly rewatchable to me. Um, it never gets old. I mean, I mean, it's terrible to say comical, but like some of the stuff <laughs> that comes out of these demons mouth, I guess if you're in the headspace, I am where you like horror things like that after a while of rewatching them when they're, you know, they've lost their, some of it's lost its scare, so to speak, and becomes just a little bit of like a, a, a running joke, but there are still moments in this where it just, ugh, it's again, it's one of those cringe worthy things for me too. It's, there are scenes that are just, 
make you want to crawl out of your skin. Um, so that's it. That's it. That's my number one. Yeah. I, I honestly would not have been surprised if you Shawshank this and I don't think anybody would ever argue this in the genre because it's like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes it's uh, it's a great pick. When I, right. well, I'm, I'm curious, one quick question for you both. Sorry, GT, I know that I'm the one stretching out on this one, but uh, I'm, I'm curious as the horror fan aficionados, whatever words we might use, uh, do you think your opinion here that the era of practical effects horror movies was net scarier than the era of visual effect, CGI effect horror movies? That's a great question. That's a great question. Like what ah. scared you the most, Lacey was listening, listening to some of the talk about um, Exorcist and some of the others. It, a lot of it really does hit those practical effects. Yeah, for me, I think a lot of scary movies now because I have that option in my head to go, well, it's CGI. It's not real. Mm -hmm. It's not real. They didn't do that. They just made that with a computer. It's not necessarily as scary. Whereas I think a lot of the older stuff and I, you know, even in my Pong, I did. I went a little bit. A lot of them are a little bit in the, in the 70s and the 80s. That stuff more for me where it's it's in your head because of how well it's directed and produced versus CGI. For me, I think that's, uh, that's a little bit scarier. Yeah, I think I agree. It's I'm, I'm going to elicit the fifth element Luc Basson sort of thing mm. here when he decided to use like the actual Luc Besson. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to like in fifth element when he used like he could have done CGI at that point and decided not to he did like character work. And I do think it like it adds a certain novelty and realism, which isn't true when you just see something like aggressively over the top and whatever. So that's a great question, though. Uh, all right. So my last one, uh, we're going to go April 6th, 2018. All very recent. And I'm aware of that. This cast is impossible. So I'll just give you who the cast is because it doesn't matter. Uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Uh, and then... Uh, Seemingly undefeatable alien auditorially triggered. This is a quiet place. This is a quiet place. So I just loved this movie. Like the this, I can't think of a movie that I've watched recently where I was more on edge for the whole thing. Like just the premise of these things respond to sound this young woman is deaf, so doesn't know how much noise she makes. Mm -hmm. I was, I couldn't have been less comfortable the whole time, the entire time. I was just uncomfortable. And for me, that's the most horrifying that I could feel is to just have to sit through an hour and a half, by the way, with almost no dialogue of just this constant steady fear that at any point, everybody's going to die was a lot to take in and it was perfectly executed and I didn't like it. I, it was a great movie. I hated it. I, I don't want to watch it ever again. I probably will because I'm a glutton, but man, <laughs> I just think Krasinski nailed it. And again, this kind of goes to my overall narrative, which is like, I think if you look at the 90s and early 2000s, I think there's a gap of well-done horror movies because they went into this like, saw final destination let's be weird and gross thing which is fine like that's that's cool like and i get people like that 
But when I think about like movies like this and Get Out that all came out in roughly in the last like three years in Hereditary and Parasite, which I haven't seen, there's all these other things where I'm like, oh no, horror storytelling is coming back and I'm here for it. Like I'm totally here for it. So that's why I saved this one for last because this one in particular, Get Out's a better movie, by the way, like across the board. But there's something about that through line of just terror that lives with you from, I mean, this movie starts and you're like, ugh. And it like it, it hits a big beat real early, and you just got to kind of live there for the whole thing. Whew, it's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask of audiences, and I loved it. A good pick. It yeah. Did you guys see the sequel? I haven't yet. I haven't either. It's supposed to be great. Like they're I, saying, masterful. I heard it's almost better, which is interesting because I thought the first one was so good. But there's just like it's you know everybody. It's got in a long list, Jer. Every every week I get yelled at for not seeing with some movie I should have seen from you. So but that one's towards the bottom now. Uh, all right, so let's fly through Pong. You, I will say, Lacey, you eliminated a fair amount of mine because <laughs> oh yeah. So we'll we'll do we'll do the five contender Pong again. Uh, you know, year a quick five words, and then if you've got something you have to say about it, we'll keep moving. Lacey, you can go first. Okay, so we're gonna go 1984. Yeah. And uh, my quote from the movie of my words is don't fall asleep. 84? Mm-hmm. I have no idea what this is. This is Nightmare on Elm Street. That's right. Nightmare on Yay. Elm Street. Um, for me, this one is just sheerly terrifying that uh, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. I mean, that rings out in my head on a, whenever I hear any rhyme or anything with one two that's that's where my head goes just the thought of your nightmares coming to life and not being able to sleep safely that is one of those that that gets me i, I literally left someone's house that was putting this movie on on, <laughs> on vhs in the uh by the way i i for for i don't know some other philosophical discussion we might have one day i would make the argument and and this is a tricky one for you guys to to be pro or against that watching horror movies from the 60s 70s and 80s on older tvs on vhs where it is a little grainy all the time is probably scarier than on a 50 inch plasma or lcd or whatever 100 percent agree 100 percent 100 percent there's yeah. just something about that like it just felt more real like it's it, it, yeah. it was that the lack of polish made it scarier yeah yeah totally yeah. agree but I remember, I remember that one coming on and being like, uh, you guys are really going to watch that? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm going home. See ya. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> nope. Um, all right. I'll go. 1976. Uh, horrible kid again, but old movie. Jeremy, you actually guessed this earlier, kind of. 76? 76. Is it Carrie? No, great movie though. Uh, no, so you this was you said the name Damien. Do you remember what oh, movie it was? Uh, that's the Omen. This is the Omen. Yeah, this movie freaked me out pretty bad. This Never freaked me out pretty bad. Yeah, I know you didn't see it, but I knew <laughs> I knew you'd still be able to guess this stuff because you just know about movies. All right, LJ, keep going. All right, we are in 1978, and my clue words are: it was the Boogeyman. 78. Mm -hmm. When when did Hellraiser come out? No, it's 80s. not Hellraiser. That's that's eighties. Yeah. Is it? Uh, is this? It was the Boogeyman. I, I don't think this is right, but is there any chance this is Halloween one? It is. Oh, uh, it sure Jeremy. is. I have a Halloween three story. 
I've oh. seen one scene of it because my <laughs> I don't know if he's like a second cousin or whatever, but I went go I went to IMDb. Brad Schachter plays it one of the kids who had, did you guys see Halloween three? Yeah, yes. at some point. Yeah, so they put the, the the pumpkin mask on and like it like melts into his face or something incredibly yeah. awful, like terrible. He was one of the kids that had the thing melt onto his face. And so I watched that scene with him, um, which made it no better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's oh, funny. So, I mean, Halloween for me, it's great. I will say my man, Rob Zombie, redid it in 2007. And it is amazing. Um, it's one of, I feel like Halloween is one of those movies. It's going to have 37 uh, mm -hmm. installments of it. Some of them are going to be good. Some of them are going to be bad. Uh, the 2007 Rob Zombie version, though, was great. The acting is wonderful. It's classic. I mean, a little sidebar story. We were just in Salem a few weeks ago um, on a weekend trip with friends. And uh, there is someone dressed as Michael Myers who just stands on street corners. And we were walking um, up one of the main streets and my girlfriend that we were with saw him i didn't see him all of a sudden she screams and runs to the other side of the road and i'm like what just happened and i looked up and there's just a man dressed as michael myers with the mask and the jumpsuit and i think that just kind of speaks to the level of psychologically damaging psychological damage this did to kids or adults even who have seen it yeah, I yeah, I mean, any one of these French franchise, I think, could have been on some list somewhere. I have one that I don't have to talk about now because you already did. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go you? 96. Calls coming from inside house. Scream. This is literally just a nostalgic thing. I like this movie. It's fine. It's not a great horror flick by any stretch of the imagination, but. Like if you look at think about like all the years we've been saying right late yeah. to like 2010s yeah. tons of 80s lots of good 70s mm -hmm. stuff dark like it's kind of like there's yeah. a dark period in there and scream was one that was like oh no this is like an absolutely a horror thriller and, and it was good back. and it was good it was good I, I saw that one i saw one two and three whoa look at Th you go they you know it was more it was more comedy thriller horror would be sort of the order i'd put those in like it really had almost the least horror elements of yeah when i think about most of the movies you guys have named this is like pales in horror horrific horrificness horosity oh horosity i like nice. that i like that word all right let's keep rolling all right so i'm on 2005 and my words are spelunking gone wrong 2005? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there a movie so called The is, Cave? No, but close. This is called The Descent. Oh, I've never, mm. I never so saw it. So this is the one that has the node to Nosferatu because the uh, subhumanoid creatures that live Ooh. inside the cave that they're trapped in, the um, all of the essentially graphics and everything they used to create them, the makeup and everything was all based off of the original Nosferatu, which personally I think is why it is so incredibly terrifying when you get the little glimpses of them through the bits of light throughout the movie. This is one of those movies, it's dark. 
I mean, they're in a cave. You're on limit, you know, limited everything, and it it gets inside your brain more so than it does. Um, it has its jump scares too, but I think it's more psychological than it is anything else. Dope. All right, my next one is going to be 1991. Uh, the five words will give it away, but that's fine. A nice Chianti and fava. Oh, Mr. Lecter. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, good. All right. I, was, I would be a little disappointed if you hadn't seen this one, Jer. Well, yeah, this is barely, this is, this is thriller. So here's the thing. Until the end. My argument yeah. is it, it pays off as horror in the end. It's a psychological thriller for 80% and then takes a left-hand turn at the very end and it gets into horror. But it's like, I don't know. I struggled with it myself, but it's a movie that I want. Like Oddly, we've not talked about it a lot, which was surprising to me. I went back and I was like, oh, I've never really brought this up. Why not? Like, I feel like it must have fit a list, but it really hasn't. Like, it just sort of, it exists in a weird little place. Like, it exists in this weird spot. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to bring it up here. So I brought it up. Well, that's a good pick. You know, it, def- it definitely, yeah, it's weird that we have never talked about it. Sure. Uh, yeah. Lazy. All right. So we're going to 1990. And my keywords are John Goodman tackles spiders. <laughs> Arachnophobia. Yes. Seen it. Haven't. I don't know if people, I mean, this is one of those where it comes up on some, listen, the tagline was that it was a thrill comedy. Okay. It's not, it's supposed to be funny. Obviously you've got Jeff Daniels and John Goodman. Um, it's supposed to be funny. It is. There are so many memorable moments in this movie that made me laugh. However, there are scenes because it's spiders. Let's be honest. I mean, who <laughs> likes spiders? <laughs> And there are move. There are many a scene in this movie that stuck with me, skeeved me out, man. So it it's it makes my pong for sure. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like this. This was like uh, if Frank Oz does a horror movie, was you get an acrophobia, arachnophobia. I've never seen it. I don't know. I just have never seen this one. So fair enough. All right, my last pong. Uh, let's. I'm stuck between like two. Let's do. Um, I'm going to do 2007. And five minutes would have made the difference. That's more than five words, but whatever. What year? 2007. No, it's not. It's no. not Saw. Although I think that's probably the right time frame. I don't know. That's if you've where seen this. I, that was going to be my guess. So. so I'll tell you. So I've mentioned this on the podcast once before. This is The Mist. Oh, oh yeah. You have mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. Brutal. Just brutal. And it's like totally a horror flick, suspense the whole time, but it's absolutely brutal. All right. That is the list. Now we've got, we'll do the Fast Five. So Lacey, with no, nothing else, are there any movies with no context you just want to mention because you feel like you need to? Uh, Children of the Corn. Oh, that's... Ooh, I, I saw that. Even, I didn't even think of that movie. Good one. Oh, that's a really good one. Jer? That was a creepy you? movie. Okay. Uh, no, I have a different thing for you guys. I went to the Rotten Tomatoes editorially curated top 200 movies of all time list. Okay. Oh. I wrote down how many of those movies I have seen. Okay. First, within three, can either of you guess what that number is? Oh, and this is horror movies? This is ro- according just- to Rotten Tomatoes. 
200 uh, horror movies of all time. And just to give a hint, for example, um, Silence of the Lambs is in that list. So you just yep. have that as a one. But that also will give you a good tonality for what kind of list it is. All right. I have a guess. I'm going to go eight. I was going to go 10. By all forms of rules, including price of right rules, Lacey completely wins. We're at a, we're at a whopping 17. Whoa. Ooh, wow. Now, not lot. including the ones we've talked about today. So not including Silence of the Lambs, not including Misery, which was on the list. Uh, and not and what, what else was on this list that you guys talked about? Not including Poltergeist, which, which is up there. Uh, can you guess how any five of the ones I've seen? Oh, without looking at the list, it's the list you would expect. Okay. It's all the yeah, stuff yeah. you would know. So that we haven't talked about those. So, cause you didn't so, see, so you didn't see the omen. You didn't see Rosemary's baby. You didn't correct. see. Oh, well, you all you gotta do is guess Psycho. five movies oh, that would make. I, I did not see Psycho. But if you know that, the, and I'm telling you about Sounds of the Lambs on purpose as the notion of the kind, like it does go into thrillers so, a little more than it should. So you mentioned Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but have you seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers? I feel like that should be on that list. I think I might have seen the original as a kid. I honestly don't remember. Okay. I don't know. This is hard. I feel like I'm trying to think. Of this what is else. too hard. We can skip along. It's, uh, I thought it might be guessable. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard because like, I feel like we covered off on a lot of them. And if it, like Frankenstein movies, you've seen Frankenstein right. movies, Bride of Frankenstein. I saw the, I saw the most re the De Niro Frankenstein actually. <laughs> Is that Scorsese? <laughs> I'm just All right. So here, here I'll just, I'll just give you some of the ones that might surprise you that I have seen. I've seen and JT, you knew this one. I've seen the fly. Oh, the fly. Yeah. Oh, you know, good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So these might have made my top five. I don't know if either of you have seen this movie. It's a weird 80s uh, horror-ish kind of movie. Jacob's Ladder. Have either of you seen that? Never heard of it. Weird movie. They're doing some kind of reboot of it. Um, you know, I've seen The Lost Boys, JT. Lost Wait. Boys, I don't consider I, as horror at all. I don't consider that exactly. That comes up on so many lists and it makes me mad because I'm like, that's not a scary movie, but I guess vampires, but no. <laughs> I have seen Carrie. <laughs> That was the uh, most dismissive vampires ever. By she's the right. She's right. They don't count. <laughs> I have seen Carrie. I have seen Friday the 13th, the original, which what, what they did to us back then. And surprising that this is not my Shawshank is I saw it at camp. That's oh. what I was thinking of. This is why I was thinking that you saw the, you were the, in the Walter woods. guys. Yeah. yeah. Cause I knew yeah, you yeah. saw a scary movie in the woods. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And then, um, but the scariest movie, I, I mean, the, the, the most horrifying thing I've ever had to watch was probably Star Wars 1 episode, Phantom Mendes. Oh, there it is. <laughs> da, 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 da. And this whole episode was just a tee up for that joke. I am surprised, JT, that you did not game. have um, the what we do in the shadows on here. Thought about it. Okay. Thought about I, it. Thought one of you might have done Bram Stoker's Dracula as sort of an homage to his visual effects mm. work. Yeah, no. And the one I've seen most recently that I will recommend to the two of you, because it sort of straddles a genre, uh, Train to Busan. If you have not seen it, and it so requires subtitles. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in. I've, I've heard really good things about it. and It's real good. Yeah. But it's right. zombie more than horror. 
I will see. What's funny is I left a couple zombie movies off because I'm like, nah, zombie movie, not horror. But I love, yeah. I love a good zombie. totally its own category. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Lacey, you're the best. You know, I love you. Thank you for joining us. This is a, ma- a master class. Jeremy, if you knew just how many of these movies she's seen all the times, uh, it would make you laugh. Her daughter is following in suit. Also, sure not so much watching Frozen, probably watching something significantly scarier. Well, Absolutely. I wanted to give Lacey major props for, for joining us today and doing a, I would say, a phenomenal job. You know, Lacey, anytime there's a subject I matter I can't handle, I nominate you as, as worthy of, of the lo-fi anytime you'd like to be here. Thank you for well, doing such a you. great job. Thank well, you. I, you guys are the best. I think what we'll do is we'll make this the spooky season regular thing because this is when, I mean, Lacey waits all year. She, she counts down to Halloween and Christmas starting basically the right. day after both of those two holidays. So that's right. We, we will, uh, we will most certainly be seeing her again. And for all of you, thank you for joining us. Hey, listen, if we forgot anything, hit us up on Twitter. And more importantly, uh, share with your friends, tell your friends, have a good time. I know that. I'm just an average man with an average life. I work from nine to five, hey hell I pay the price All I want is to be left alone in my 